Before today's Educator Escape episode, I wanted to bring something to your attention really quick. If your school, your classroom needs earbuds or headphones, please, please consider TFD Supplies. That's tfdsupplies.com and you'll get them for 55 cents each. That's right, 55 cents for your regular earbuds. You're already using them probably for testing, your school store, your library, all these places. 55 cents each. You are not going to beat the price. Unconditional lifetime warranty. Free shipping anywhere in the USA. Over 500,000 earbuds in stock in 12 different color options. Please consider TFD Supplies the next time your school, your classroom needs earbuds. And now, today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Educator's Gate Podcast. My name is Seth Tripp and today is Tuesday, November 8th, 2018. Thank you for listening in today. I hope everyone's start to the week has gone well. This has been my first week back in the classroom and I am still getting used to things, including how much my voice gets used up during the day. So if I sound a little rusty, it's because 7th graders just wear me out. In case you missed our episode on Tuesday, it was not our typical teacher at the movies episode. Kevin Haar and I gave listeners a teacher voting guide for the 2018 midterm elections. If you're interested, go give it a listen. Yesterday on the Educator Escape blog, I talked about what led to the wave of one in four races in Tuesday's election, having at least one teacher as a candidate. Go give it a read at educatorescape.com. After today's episode, go subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen into podcasts. I'm currently on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and Spotify. After you have subscribed, go give the show a review. As of right now, you can only review on iTunes, Stitcher, and comment on CastBox. Please take some time to review us on any of those sites. It helps our podcast grow. One note for those of you that listen on Google Play, Google is making some changes to how you listen to Google Podcasts. Google is phasing out the Google Play Store for podcasts and switching to their own podcast app. So if Google is where you listen to podcasts, make sure that you go and download the Google Podcast app to stay current with our podcast and any others that you listen to. You can also find the podcast on social media. After you subscribe to the podcast, go search Educator Escape on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. After you find our page, hit the like button on Facebook and hit the follow button on Instagram and Twitter. Because our show is interview-based, I'm always looking for new and exciting guests for the podcast. If you know of somebody that is doing something awesome in education, please either message me on social media or email me at seth.educatorescape at gmail.com. Also, if you have any other suggestions or comments for the podcast, you can send them to me there as well. Today in Educator Escape, I have the great privilege of speaking with 2019 Missouri Teacher of the Year, Shelley Parks. Shelly has been an English teacher at Francis Howe North High School for 16 years. She just was presented the award last week, and we were lucky enough to get her on the show. Shelly believes that her greatest achievement as an educator will not be the awards that she wins, but the lives that she empowers to live out their dreams and impact them positively in public education. Here is my conversation with Shelly Parks. you go to high school? Oh, you have to. That's the classic question, right? Yes. I actually grew up in Troy, Missouri, which is pretty rural, so I'm not sure how familiar you are with that. but Very um, familiar. Okay. okay. So I grew up in Troy, so I went to Troy Buchanan High School. 
And actually, my mom just retired after 40 years from teaching in Troy. Okay. So that's totally where I grew up. Okay. I taught at Winfield. No kidding. Yep. My first job was in Ellsbury. Rivals. Uh, the, the 70, I know. The 79 rivalry. That is amazing. Yes, I totally, totally know Winfield, too. Yep. Yeah. Loved it up there. I almost had a... I, I was a finalist for a job at Troy Middle School, so I was almost there. Oh, okay. Well. Then you would have taught with my mom. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. She sure. taught drama at Troy Middle School. Okay. And she was at Troy South. She kind of flipped back and forth between the both of them. Okay. Okay. What is the last book that you finished, not including something that you uh, did for class? Okay, so not for teaching. I am constantly in books, religious books, to be honest with you. So my husband and I read together the book Crazy Love. Oh, love that uh, by book. Francis Chan. Yeah, we're big, we're big Francis Chan fans. So we read that, and that was really cool for us. Okay, yeah, I uh, went to uh, Passion three times when I was in college. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so that is amazing. Okay, every yep. t- every time he spoke, just yep. blew me away every time. Yeah, he man, just the just his faith and the I yeah, just the sold out like nothing here matters. It's just yes, it is very very inspiring. We also read You and Me Forever, the book that he and his wife wrote. My husband and I read that together too, and that was really that was a really good book too. Okay, it's on my shelf. I have not okay. picked it up yet. You got to read it for I, that, sure. That's what my shelf is right now is a bunch of books that I want to read that I haven't <laughs> I, got a I chance have those to read. Too. <laughs> I do too, for sure. All right. If you got to plan your dream vacation, not necessarily where would you go, but what would okay. you be doing? So one of our family's goals is to get our all of our children to all 50 states before they graduate from high school. And so we have like our three-year-old, we've taken him to 35 states and he went to Canada this summer too. So we are big travelers for sure. We also love in the midst of traveling to be outdoors. That's a big part of our, our family life. So camping, hiking, that sort of thing would be a hundred percent on our, on our bucket list. Okay. Favorite place that you've been so far? Uh, this summer, one of our favorites was um, Acadia National Park in Maine. Super beautiful, blue water, like crystal clear blue water, but then these green pine trees, the weather was perfect. We loved it. Awesome. Do you have any tricks of the trade to entertain the kids on the, the, the long road trips? So we, we, this summer, we actually flew to New York and then we rented a van from there, but we are really anti-electronics in our regular life. So then on vacation, we totally let the kids use electronics. So it feels like this exciting adventure. So they get the DVD players in the car and they'll just sit and watch movies for hours because they never get to do that. So okay, that's our trick. Yep. Okay. What type of student would you say that you were when you were in high school? about that a lot. I feel like it's why I have the passions for what I do in the classroom right now. I was definitely in honors classes and things like that, but I had to work hard for sure. And so one of my passions in the classroom now is really the middle student who can kind of get lost in the shuffle because we have a lot of things in place for the lower struggling kids and we have a lot of things in place for the high kids, but not so much for the middle. And so that was probably me. I worked hard. I got really good grades because I worked hard, but it wasn't super natural for me. Okay. Okay. And 
if you had 30 minutes of free time <laughs> gifted gifted to you, as you know, parent parent of three. Don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you had it, if it was given to you, okay. what would you do with it? Be outdoors. To be honest, I would probably take a book and go on a short walk somewhere, kind of secluded, and uh, spend time reading outside in nature. What's your go-to like? Just for fun read. Man, if I were if I were on that walk, it wouldn't be a just for fun read, but I would be totally on my Bible app. Oh, okay. reading plan. So, okay, yeah. very cool. Where do you guys uh, go to church at? We go to Harvester Christian. What? We go um, to the same church. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. We had to meet in person then. Yes. We really need to make this happen. Yeah. So honestly, so my husband was in ministry for twelve years. He got out of ministry, and this past Sunday, we finally went to the Belong class at Harvester and placed membership because we're like, we're ready. But it took us a while. I mean, we did a lot of searching and things like that, but we're so happy there. Yeah, I, Have I, you I, gone there for years? We've gone there. This is our, we're going, see, two Septembers ago. Okay. We started there. That's awesome. What service do you guys go to? Most of the time, we go to the, the 9 o'clock because our On kid, Sunday. Okay, yeah. that's what we do. Because our kids are already awake. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. So, like, why wait? That's how we are, too. Okay, well, we got to make a plan to meet up. That would be awesome. Our kids might even be in the same class. They might. Who knows? uh, Hayden is in the red room. Okay. And Brayden is in toddlers. Well, I think Deacon. But I want to say, like, when you walk down that hallway, Deacon is straight back. Is that the blue room? That's the blue room. Okay. Deacon's in the blue room, then. And then Bennett is, yeah, he's in kindergarten, so that's not no. your kid's age. And then Elise is older. She's in fifth grade. So, okay. Yeah, we got to plan a meeting. That would be really cool. Yeah. We love Harvester Christian. Yes, yeah, so that's where we are. Very cool. Small, <laughs> small world. No kidding. Crazy. That's amazing. Well, cool. So tell me about, before we get into the, the teacher of the year stuff, I want to yeah. hear about everything that you've done not you know necessarily the nitty gritty, but like yeah. your journey into teaching. You know, why did you become a teacher? Where have you been? What okay. have you done? For sure, I became a teacher because of my mom. I mean, that was just you know, growing up, she let me be a part of her classroom, and in the summers, I would help her set up things, and that was just really cool. And you know, I just I am not a cook in the kitchen, but I always hear like kids love it if you like let them be in there and help you. And that is something that my mom did for me with teaching. So that was just a part of my life. I also, I did get to go overseas in Romania and do some teaching. I taught English there. We used the Bible to teach. And so that was a really powerful experience for me and solidified. Like I totally want to be teaching. And then from there, now it's been 17 years that I've taught, which hardly seems possible. When I taught in Ellsbury... I was fresh out of college. I was 21 years old, <laughs> which was crazy. Right. I taught there for just a semester, and then I went to Francis Hall North, and I've been there for 17 years. So, and I just, yeah, I just love it. I mean, it's hard work. I feel like that certainly isn't getting easier to be in the profession, but I, my love for it for sure grows, even with the stress. The stress is also growing, but so is the love. Right, right. watched your acceptance video on uh, on YouTube the one for the for the dinner they talked about how you would bring that you would in the basement downstairs you would have your stuffed animals yeah, yes <laughs> for sure She's, I got my own daughter does that now oh she does mm-hmm. oh my goodness. well she also ropes her brothers in when they'll when they'll do afternoon preschool with her then she does 
but otherwise you got to resort to stuffed animals. They uh, listen, they behave. That's, that's true. <laughs> oh, I, so there's so many people that I have talked to that that is something that they have done. So many teachers. Yeah, I know. It, it just must be something that's in, in your blood. I think, I really do think, like, I think that there's plenty of stuff that you can teach people with teaching, but I think that there's like an it factor too that is just you've just had that desire and you've had that ability since you've been little. And I really do already see that in my daughter. I mean, if you came to our house, she has objectives posted all the places she wants teacher supplies for Christmas. That's just, that's just what she's about. She loves it. So yeah, I think that there's something to that for sure. And you talk about how your mom was the inspiration. She taught for 40 Mm -hmm. years. What did you see in her that you wanted to made you want to emulate her and become a teacher? Well, I mean, I said, I think at the banquet too, it's funny because I really should not have seen teaching as a desire because my mom was a single mom. Mm -hmm. She worked all the jobs. She rode a bus in the morning. She rode a bus after school to make extra money. She worked in the concession stand. She tutored on the side. She did drama club. She did all these extra things, but she was so happy about it. And so that I think was a big part of it. Um, And then, you know, I always had friends because Troy was pretty small. I always had friends who had my mom for a teacher and they would rave about her. Like we loved her everywhere we went in Troy, whether it was out to eat or whatever, people were coming up to my mom, Miss Turpin, do you remember when you had me in class and things like that? And so she was, it was just all her life and she just radiated that happiness and she gave that off to other people and kids loved her. And I just thought it was awesome. Awesome. So less than a month ago now, your your school surprised you with yeah. uh, the assembly and they presented you with the war. Tell me about what you're doing while they're talking and then tell me about the like the emotions that are going on when you're walking into the building. That was crazy. So I wasn't even supposed to be at school that day, um, but then they... I had like some weird, like little minor surgery planned. So I wasn't at school that day, but the HR department called me like the Friday before, I guess it was on a Monday that they did it. And they said, Hey, the news wants to interview you since you're a finalist for Missouri state teacher of the year on Monday. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be here on Monday. They're like, well, we can't really tell them no. So can you do (laughs) nine o'clock? I was like, well, I have, like surgery at 1130, but I could come in early, but then I have to be gone by like 10 or whatever. I told them I can't even remember. So they said, okay, fine. Well, then I was like, well, the news is going to interview me. So I've got to get ready and, you know, look nice. So I came to school looking nice that day because I knew that the news was going to be there and that their whole purpose was to interview me. That's what I thought. Okay. So anyway, so then I get to school. They had to make up all sorts of lies because I was too early. So they like said, we're having a tornado drill. You have to wait here right now, whatever. But I still believed all of it. <laughs> and then they said, when I got there to the main office, they said, hey, they actually want to interview you in the gym. And I don't remember why they said that. Their equipment was already down there. And I was like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. So anyway, we walked down. But as we were walking, we passed my class and nobody was in there. And so then I looked over to the principal. I was like, where are my kids? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're just in the library or something. I was like, well, that's not my lesson plan for the day. So I don't really know. He was like, ah, probably just shut up. So anyway, 
I started wondering at that point, it feels like there's something else going on. But anyway, then when I got in the gym and then I saw all the cheerleaders and heard the band and the whole student body was there, which was crazy. Then I had the idea in my head, like, okay, that's that's probably what this is going to be, which is crazy. And then what in the world am I going to say? Right. <laughs> so, because they're going to hand me the microphone. So anyway, it was cool to see my parents, uh, you know, my mom there and my um, husband's parents there and my family there. It was just, it was really neat. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And beyond the experience itself, what does it feel, how does it feel like to have been been given the the award Mm -hmm. you know i i feel this like just this real sense of obligation to to the profession and to our students and to teachers all across the state just to be sharing of course the realities of our career but i also feel desperate to recruit teachers to our profession Mm -hmm. um i feel like our numbers are staggering in terms of the the lack of people entering the teaching profession, you know, and, and it's national statistic. This is not a statistic for the state of Missouri, but nationally in the past 10 years, we're 23% down of college students going into teacher ed programs. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's not good. And so, and then of course we have teacher turnover every year with, you know, 8% of the teachers leaving the classroom each year, another 8% leaving to go to other jobs in education. It's just, I feel a real obligation to help try to shift those numbers because kids need good teachers who are going to be in the classroom who can be stable, you know. So. And the one thing that you you talk about the ripple effect. Yep. Of you know that teachers have this great impact on society. Right. As a whole, and it, and it, even if they don't become teachers, it affects the the health of public education and, oh, yeah. and, and things like that. So, tell me about a little bit about that, the ripple effect, and what uh, you're talking about with that. Yeah, and when I gave my speech, I just talked about, you know, I have kids. I do. I I can think of off the top of my head five former students I have who are teaching specifically in high school English classrooms. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And sometimes we're going to impact kids in those ways and make them think that our job's so awesome that they want to do it, which is fantastic. But even those kids who I have in my classroom who don't become teachers, like I I was talking in my speech about Liz, well, Liz now, she was in, in a student of mine, but now she works in Jeff City and is a legislative aide and helps make things happen for education. That's hugely powerful. And I have kids who are surgeons and I have kids who are writers and I have kids who are, you know, in IT and just all over the place doing things. But but they did get their education from us. And then hopefully they had a good experience to where then public education becomes something that they value and care about and pass on to their children. And, you know, so I just think it's a really important cycle. I, I saw that you got to hire one of your, yeah. your your former teachers and that teacher is has gotten Oh she's an, amazing. Gotten an award for yeah. a rising star in journalism and yep. what is that like to not only have a a student go into teaching but then just excel at it? Yeah, I think I mean and honestly all five of these students who are in communication arts classrooms right now are all excelling in it. I think it's, you know, it's to me, one of the greatest joys of teaching. Uh, Whenever a kid says that they're going to go into education, it is like day made. Um, So, 
but yeah, you know, they are all doing incredible things with their own schools and their own uh, communities. But yeah, Jordan, I was able to hire just, it worked out. We had an opening in our department. She's journalism and she's unbelievable. You know, she, they win national awards all the time. They're getting back from Chicago today and they've won a national pacemaker award for journalism. They're incredible. And she is helping lead that charge. It just makes you feel so proud. I mean, I remember her sitting in my junior honors American literature class. And then she was a senior class officer when I was sponsoring the senior class. And it's just, you just feel so proud. And she was awesome then and awesome in high school, but it's just really cool to see her. Very cool. When I, like I said, I became a student of you in the past couple of days <laughs> when I would hear stories about you the one thing that always comes up is how much you care about your students and how much yeah. you, know, you want to help them achieve success and you talk about that uh, the biggest thing that you could achieve is to empower others to achieve yeah their goals why do you think you have that that passion why is that your your drive in education you know, I think that that probably also goes back to just being a Christian, to be honest with you. I think that when you view teaching as your mission field, uh, it changes your whole scope of the way that you teach. And so I'm in public education, so it's not like I can share my faith openly, but I feel like we can show Christ to others in our actions. And so I think it's just a different level of care, a diff different level of compassion, a different level of grace that you have in your classroom when that's you know, your focus. And so that's just something that I try to emulate in my class. And I think that that is what makes the relationship so special. Um, I don't think kids know that, right. to be honest with you, but I, I know that. And so I think that that's what makes that relationship impactful. What are some ways that teachers who maybe they're not seeing necessarily the, the, maybe the results that you are, what are some ways that you think that, that a teacher can be positive and yeah. empowering those those students and and also like you talk about uh in your in your speeches you gave also empowering other teachers to be yeah. more positive in their education yeah i mean i i really do think it all starts with with relationships and i think it's small little steps that matter i think it is like learning kids' names. I hear teachers all the time say, oh, yeah, I can't even remember who kids are and, like, the semester's over. <laughs> That's right. crazy to me. Because then, I mean, we're, we're missing out on a really important piece of these kids, of these kids' lives and letting them know that we care. And so I think relationship building is huge. I also think that there's a lot in education to be upset about and stressed about and frustrated about, but there are so many positives. I got to talk in my district kickoff speech, I get to talk to like the whole district. So I guess a couple thousand people and my whole speech, I made a, a big metaphor with teaching and traveling and comparing the two. But I talked about how, you know, just like with traveling, like as teachers, we're tour guides and we get to show kids this, this fun, you know, experience and help them experience things in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And then I talked about the, all the positives in our career. In our career, we get rest stops just like you do with travel. That's a huge blessing. And I get we're working in the summer and people who say that you have all the summer off, you know, we all want to fight because it's just <laughs> not true. But we do have we get these rest stops along the way. And then we have these people that we're traveling with that that means so much to us. And it's just I just talk about that. But I think it's really important to share the joys of teaching because I think 
it's true, but in the media we've shared and people are hearing school violence really loudly and they're hearing teacher pay stinks really loudly and they're hearing kids are disruptive and lack discipline and they're hearing all these other things, but they're not hearing all the beauties of our career. So I think we need to be sharing those too. Uh, one of those beauties, I think, is finding ways to connect what students are going through to things that are going on in the classroom yep. and, and finding those engaging moments. What are some ways that you have found those engaging moments in the classroom and why is that so crucial? Well, like right now with my sophomores in class, we are we're reading the book night. Well, it's about the Holocaust and it's Ellie who is Jewish and the experiences he faced. Well, I mean, then you have all this that happened in Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? So there's just so much that's like, okay, so this really is a 1940s. This is 2018 that we're seeing the same kind of hatred. And if we don't talk about this, This is the kind of stuff that happens. And so that has been really interesting to be able to talk about current events. I think that's hugely important for kids. We read the book A Raisin in the Sun, the play A Raisin in the Sun, Mm -hmm. talking about the racism there, but the racism now. But then I also do a lot of, I, I try to do a lot of connecting with the community. So like I am bringing in Rachel Miller, who's a Holocaust survivor. And so our kids, our whole sophomore class will get to hear her story, her tell her story about surviving the Holocaust. And I think that that's really meaningful for kids because we won't have that for much longer. Right. Those, those Holocaust survivors are getting older. Um, and so we talk about that. And then I bring in for like my foundations of AP class that I teach. Um, I bring in a lot of people from the community to talk to the kids about college and how college needs to be an option. And I bring in uh, college admissions officers and former college students and just have them consistently talk to the kids about the benefits of college and things like that. So anyway, just trying to connect real world people with them so they can see that this is sort of living and breathing curriculum instead of stale. Right, right. And that's what a lot of people, they they kind of have that sour taste in their mouth because maybe they didn't have a a great teacher. My wife is a teacher, but she, uh, I yeah. teach social studies. Okay. And my wife hates history because she yep. had, she was, yeah. she was one of those straight A students. And then she took AP, uh, US history and had a horrible <laughs> AP US history teacher and she got yep. a B. And so absolutely. She, and so, so she's sour. Yeah. So, she, so it's sour. It's amazing. Yep. She even married me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that happens. I mean, and even just that, Look at the impact that a teacher had. You know what I mean? And unfortunately for her, it was for the bad. But, you know, either way, teachers have a huge impact on a student's life. Absolutely. So for you, what happens next? What uh, what do you do with this with this year? And then where do you go from here? Yeah, we got to I don't know. We're, we're praying about that and trying to figure that out. This it has already started to feel kind of crazy. And technically, my I don't start until January of 2019. That's when Beth is finished. And that's when I start. Of course, Beth is never really finished. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't think you are. I think you just continue. But yeah, this year, uh, my district, I was really fortunate that they decided that me being out for 70 or 80 days is not necessarily best for my students. So they hired somebody for my position 
for the next year. So I plan to, of course, do the speaking engagements that I need to and the national, like there's some national commitments and things like that with like we'll be trained by Google. And then I go to the White House, you know, oh. Washington week in May, which will be cool. And a space camp in July and just different things like that, which will be really neat. But I'm hoping to really uh, try to work my way into colleges and universities to talk to pre-service teachers to try to encourage them and share some share some teaching love with them. So Hopefully it'll be a lot of that. I'm also on a task force committee in Jeff City, at, at least one already, that really is working on teacher recruitment and retainment. And so be working on that kind of stuff, too. And, yeah, just kind of going where I'm needed. Okay. Uh, what? Just, just out of curiosity, what yeah. are some ways that you guys are trying to recruit more teachers and bring them in? So we were looking it was just this past week uh the the numbers for Missouri are are declining just like they are nationally but they're also really we are not doing a good job of recruiting minority teachers okay. we are not doing a good job of recruiting male teachers and we are not doing a good job in rural areas either okay. and so we are gathering data right now and they're going to send out an email to superintendents a survey but uh, trying to gather data because we would really like to go into those schools and offer some grant money for a grow your own program to try to help help more recruitment in those in those different areas so okay yeah so we really we're really looking at grow your own programs and what we can do to help those all right Well, well very cool Thank you, Shelley, for joining me on the podcast, and congratulations, and good luck as you embark on a year of educating teachers across our state. Thank you all for listening in today. If you would like to keep track of the show on social media, search Educators, and hit the follow button on Instagram and Twitter, and hit the like button on Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen into podcasts. I want you to be the first to get all of our new episodes. After you've subscribed, go give us a review. It helps us get noticed. If you know any educators who are doing exceptional work and you would love for them to be highlighted on the podcast, please let me know by emailing me at seth.educatorescape at gmail.com and I would love to feature them on the podcast. Yesterday on the Educator Escape blog, I talked about what led to the wave of one in four races in Tuesday's election, having at least one teacher as a candidate. Go give it a read at educatorescape.com. Today's quote is about empowerment. Whether you empower one person or free the world, that is leadership. Thank you all for listening today. I look forward to everybody joining me next Tuesday for our next episode. Have a great day. I'm out of here.